Welcome back to Clay, the podcast for courageous leaders always yearning for more Jesus in their life. My name is Justin. I am your host, and I am excited today to bring you yet another, another groundbreaking iron sharpening episode, I think. Yes, absolutely. Iron sharpening iron. That is what we're going to talk about today. But first, remember, please, please, if you get some value out of this show, give it a like, give it a, a review. Uh, preferably five stars out of five. That would be nice, of course. But hey, we can all take some constructive criticism here and there. And that's is uh, that's not the end of the world, I suppose. But uh, really, five stars would be helpful. And uh, share share this show. That is how this show is going to grow. Uh, remember, it's not monetized. There's not a bunch of marketing dollars behind this. Uh, it is just uh, word of mouth because this show exists for you to start conversations, to create conversations where there are none and to have conversations where conversations need to be had. Why? Because it is far too easy to just be passive about life, to just coast, to just pass by the difficult conversations, to allow them to go by the wayside because you are afraid or because you don't want to, because you don't want to deal with it. And the reality is, guys, gals, come on. We need to, we need to have these conversations. We need to... Uh, get into the word together. We need to push one another. We need to actually be iron sharpening iron. And so with that, with that, please, if you get some value out of this, press that share button, uh, send it on to a friend, send it on to uh, somebody who not you think that they need to hear this message, but that you would uh, want to engage and have conversation about this message so that you both can grow. This is not about you hearing something and realizing, oh, you know what? My friend Bob, he needs to hear this message because he really struggles with this. No. This is about you. This is about uh, us. This is about the church being the church, disciples making disciples, and moving forward in life, paying attention to the fact that you only have one day at a time. You only have one moment. You're only guaranteed nothing. Yeah, I said it. You're not guaranteed anything in this life. And so what you do with it matters. Your life matters. You hearing this right now. You you may have uh, gone through seasons of, of doubt, depression. You may not always feel like your life matters, but it does. It does. And if it doesn't matter to you, it matters to somebody. It matters. So today we're talking about iron sharpening iron. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Now, I going to, I'm going to say a few things that might rub you the wrong way. And that's because uh, I'm willing to be iron for you. And, and it hopes that you listening to this are also iron. Because when iron sharpens iron, there is friction, there's heat involved. There's pressure. It takes work. It takes effort. When iron sharpens iron, there is a process engaged. There's something happening there. There's tangible friction. There's tension. There is iron sharpening iron. It's not just showing up and coasting and cruising and plugging in and, you know, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm all, I'm all right. How about you? It's, it's not sitting on the couch watching the football game together, you and your buddies, and just spending time with one another. That's not iron sharpening iron. It's not having a friendship that you think is this great friendship because you've known each other for a long time and it's been really convenient and uh, you guys uh, get together here and there and you got kids the same age, you like to hang out. 
that's not quite iron sharpening iron. It's it's not Sunday after church rushing home to catch the game with your buddy and sitting down on the couch next to each other and watching the game. That's iron sitting next to iron, maybe. Perhaps, if you would consider yourself iron. That's uh, iron in the same vicinity as one another. But that isn't iron sharpening iron. Iron sharpening iron takes work and it takes effort. What we have in abundance is a bunch of men that think that they're iron, that think that they're iron sharpening iron, but they're actually a couple of aluminum cans getting crushed by life, getting crushed by what's going on around them. And then the, 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 the real kicker, the real interesting thing, the, the real just absolutely just mind-boggling thing is that when one approaches the other and asks, hey, how's it going? They go, oh, you know, it's going pretty good, you know, living the dream. You know, you're just, just trying to make it, whatever. It, you, you don't even take a moment and go, hey, actually, I feel like I'm getting crushed right now by a 50,000-pound anvil. You, you, you don't say anything. You just continue getting crushed by life because nobody could possibly relate to what you're dealing with. Nobody could possibly relate to what you're going through. Nobody else has had kids make the decisions that your kids have had. Nobody else has dealt with the same drama in their marriage that you're dealing with. Nobody else has felt like a total schmuck at work before. So why would you ever say anything like that? Why would you ever open up about anything that you're doing? Why? Why would you ever actually engage with the other pieces of iron in your life and actually sharpen one another? Why would you ever actually bring friction into a relationship? Why would you ever actually have a difficult conversation? Why would you ever actually deal with something that uh, might be a little uncomfortable? Why would you why would you ever do that? It's easier not to. It's easier just to sit on the couch and watch the game and call that spending quality time with one another. It's easier to do that, is it not? Is that, is that why we do it? Is that why we choose to be complacent? To be why, why we choose to not do anything, not engage with one another? Is that, is that why? Is that why you're afraid to call out your brother on what he's doing and how he's living? Is that, is that why? Are you, are you, or, or do you not know how? Do you not know how to look that guy in the eye and tell him, actually, life's not going that great right now. I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling. Do you not do you not know how to do that? Are you not willing to? Do you think that he might think less of you? Do you think that uh, that piece of iron that uh, you so so want to talk about sharpening? Do you think that they're not going through life too? Guys, I, I am I am so talking to you right now and I, I am so, I'm talking to anybody really that's listening to this that thinks that they're doing life by themselves, that you're going through life on your own. Oh man, going through life by yourself is a choice. It's a choice and it's a dumb one. It's dumb. No, 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 no. You don't need to go air your laundry to everybody. In fact, that would be dumb as well. That would be pointless and, and fruitless. That would be absolutely fruitless. But that's why we that's why we exist to be engaged with one another in life, though. That's why that's in large part why we have the church. Why we have one another. If you go back and you read the early church, there was not a need that wasn't met by one another. They wouldn't have known to meet one another's needs if they weren't talking about them. And the church would not have grown in the way that it did if there wasn't iron sharpening iron. 
if there wasn't uh, that that contention, if there wasn't working things out, working faith out, if there wasn't men sitting down willing to wrestle with these difficult conversations that so many people are afraid to even ask the question, afraid to even talk about it. From creation to evolution to the resurrection to everything in between, oh my goodness, we'll just cower and just stick our heads in the sand and just hope hope that whatever resistance that we face passes. Why? Why do we do that? Oh, because it's easier. And I know, I know for a fact that there are far more people out there who live uh, under this idea that they're living a Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen life and that they're iron sharpening iron and there's camaraderie and there's this gusto and there's this idea of, uh, of, of, of being better because you're in the vicinity of somebody else. And the reality is that is a possible way to be better, to do better, is to be around people that are doing that. And you need to make sure that you're doing that. Be around people that are actually sharpening you. They're actually making you think. They're actually making you question uh, why it is that you're around them in the first place. Not in a negative sense. You don't need to go find a bunch of jerks. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a real conversation with that men's Bible study group that you even meet with at 6 o'clock in the morning every Wednesday and talking about absolutely nothing. Oh, but, we, but, we, but we've been reading through the Word. That's great. You are reading through the Word together, and that is awesome. Do you know what is going on in the life of that man sitting across the table from you? Do you know? Yeah, you know, we, we, we share prayer requests. So, okay, so you hear whatever it is that he's willing to share in front of everybody. But do you really know what is going on in the home and in the heart of that man? And likewise, does he know what's going on in your heart? Does he know? Does he know? Well, yeah, you know, I share prayer requests too. Yeah, the same prayer request that you've been sharing for the last six months. Come on, man. Well, I need an answer. Yeah, yeah. It's probably something at this point that you just need to do something yourself. And, and I, know that, I know that that's coming across harsh. And, and this iron is, feels more like a, an iron bath than I'm beating you over the head with. And, and I, part, of me, part of me apologizes for that. And part of me, to be completely honest, doesn't at all. Uh, because I, I don't think I need to apologize for this. Really, because this is meant to start a conversation for you. I'm not telling you what you need to do. I'm not telling you uh, how you need to change. And you know what? You could be listening to this right now, and I, I full credit to you. You could be iron sharpening iron and in these types of relationships that I'm talking about right now. You absolutely could be. You could be. And so I am not, uh, this is not an indictment across all men. This is not an indictment across all Christian men. This is not, this is, that's not what this is. My hope is that you're thinking about this idea of iron sharpening iron a little bit differently. That you're thinking about whether or not you actually are iron for somebody else. Are you? That's the question. And if not, what are you going to do about it? It's, it's not a matter of all of this change suddenly happening at once and you suddenly being a completely different person. It's not that at all. Iron sharpening iron is a, a process. It, it's, I mean, similar in, in nature to the idea of, of clay being formed. But 
an entirely different process of forming, isn't it? If you think about the potter at the wheel with clay, it's, it is, uh, it's intentional. There is uh, motion, there's movement, uh, there's rhythm. It's, if you've ever, uh, I would encourage you, go, go watch a clip on YouTube if you've never seen it before. And, and it, is, it is art. It, it is art. And in the same way, uh, iron sharpening iron is also art. Go take a look at, at a blacksmith working at a kiln. There's art being made there. There is art, but it looks different, doesn't it? It sounds different, doesn't it? It feels different. With every clang of that hammer on that hot steel iron, whatever is being used, there's something happening there, isn't it? There's a, there's a forging. There is a process. And when you are iron sharpening iron, when you are one man sharpening another, you're in process together. You're going somewhere together. The relationship that you have with these men or for you women, these women in your life that are uh, providing uh, this avenue of sharpening one another, it, it should feel tight. It should feel like community. It should feel like you would hesitate to take that great job offer because you would lose this community. It should feel like you want to spend more time with this community. It should feel like work being together. Not that it's a labor of love as it might be for you on family holidays, getting together with family that you don't really want to be around. That's, that's, not, that's not what I mean. It should mean that you think when you're together. You actually, you actually leave uh, pondering things. You wonder. You, you, you get into the Word and you ask questions. You talk about life and, and, you, and you get to know one another. You're there for one another. You're willing to peel back the layers and not put up any sort of, of a facade with these people. Because you want to be sharpened. Because you want to change. Because you want to grow. Because you want to be a better husband, a better father, a better employee, a better business owner, a better athlete, a better what, whatever, a better follower of Jesus. Probably should have listened to that one first. Iron sharpening iron. There is a process. It takes work. It takes work. So think about that when you think about your men's groups, your Bible studies, and, and consider. Consider who in your group is the iron, who is sharpening who, and whether or not you're part of that process. And so what do you do if you're thinking about your Bible study group right now and uh, you're going, man, i got a bunch of softies and we're not doing anything. A bunch of aluminum cans just getting crushed by life, not talking about anything with anybody, uh, not doing anything, not challenging one another whatsoever. Well, uh, kudos to you. You just uh, saw somewhere where, you know what, maybe you can change things. No, I don't think that you just need to up and leave your group because you're not happy with it and it's not pushing you enough and it's not challenging you enough. I've heard that, believe it or not, I've heard that from so, so many people. You know, yeah, I've been doing that, that, that Bible study every week for, for months now and I'm just, I'm not feeling fed. Yeah, that's probably a you problem. Yeah, 
I said it. That's probably it's probably on you. So change. So do something different. You don't necessarily need to go find a new group. Be the change in the group, and if they don't like it, then perhaps then you go find another group, find another group of people to be around. But don't just toss the baby out of the bathwater. That is such a morbid, morbid uh, phrase. I don't even I don't even know why we still use it, but. I just used it, and this is on record, and I ain't going back and editing that out. So uh, don't just toss the baby out the bathwater. Come on. You exist where you're at for a reason. There's a reason that you are where you're at. And, yeah, you know what? It's not always going to be comfortable. Iron sharpening iron generally isn't. It generally isn't. It means there's going to be friction. There's going to be tension at times. Not all the time. Not all the time. And I know I, I, I kind of highlighted this idea of just spending time with one another and maybe catching the game. That, that is okay. I'm not saying that every waking moment needs to be iron sharpening one another. You don't always need to be in friction and challenging one another. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, guys, gals. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I am saying, what I am saying is you need to stop and ask yourself, if you're iron for anybody else in their life, then who's iron for you in your life? You, you, need, you need to stop and ask that question. Because if you're spending all of your time with people that aren't challenging you, that aren't pushing you to grow, to pushing you to be a better husband and a father, that aren't encouraging you to, to, to try a, a bit harder every day, to give a bit more effort, Every day, if you're not surrounded by any of those people, then who are you surrounded by? And what is the long-term effect of the time that you spend surrounded by those people? They're not all bad people. I'm not saying that at all. But I, I, I am raising the question for you. And this is a question that you should reflect on. Who? Whose life are you iron for? Who is it that you're sharpening? If the answer is nobody, then I'm guessing that you're probably not being sharpened either. You're probably feeling pretty complacent about life. You're probably settling. You're probably choosing the path of least resistance. And you may not feel it now, but there's going to come a time there will absolutely come a time where you're going to look back and I don't know how long that time is going to last. might be a week, might be months, might be years. could be decades. But you're going to look back and you're going to wonder what if. You're going to wonder what if I tried a little bit harder. What if I put a little bit more effort in there? You're going to look back and you're going to wonder. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you at all. But do you want it for you? Because if you're not willing to change, that's exactly what you're going to get. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And as simple as that phrase is, as simple as that saying is, it's true. And so many people wonder why they are where they're at and it's the same place that they've been for years and years and years. And they wonder why nothing's changing. Well... You aren't. You stop changing. 
you stopped. You stopped fighting. You stopped running the race. You got to a point where you said, ah, this is, this is good enough. I don't, I don't want to be sharpened anymore. I don't want to be in a, a process anymore of growth and discomfort. I, I'm just going to choose to stop. It's time for me to press cruise control. I'm going to find that nice cruising speed where my miles per gallon is easy. Make that tank last that much longer. In theory. Guys, don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle for a bunch of status quo relationships. Don't don't settle. Don't don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to those around you. You have an opportunity. You have the ability to be iron for somebody else, to really change somebody's life because you're willing to have a crucial conversation with them, to challenge them, to be challenged. You have an opportunity to have serious, significant impact on somebody. And don't forget about who's watching you. Don't forget about the young men who are looking up to your example or for you ladies, the young women who are looking up to your example. Don't forget the legacy that you set, it's going to happen. It's going to happen whether you think about it or not. And what is your legacy going to say? Who's it going to point to? What sort of a person would somebody look up to you and want to be because of you? What sort of a path are you setting? Personally, as, as a man, as a father, as a husband, I have a son, and I think about him, and I realize that he's going to look up to the example that I set, and I want him to look at the example that I set and know that friction, that challenge, that work, that effort is all great things and all things that he should expect, and I want him to know that he has what it takes, that he too can be iron for somebody else in their life. Iron sharpening iron. And I want him to be aware of the fact that who he spends his time with is going to be is going to be a huge factor in who he is. And I pray that he wants to spend as much time with me as he possibly can. But I know that there's going to be seasons and phases when he doesn't want to spend time with me. When he wants to spend time with his friends. And my hope and prayer is that the example that I set will help him to know that there are friends to spend time with and that he can have the impact on them of iron sharpening iron. And that's my hope. That's my prayer. And I don't know the future. I don't know how everything's going to work out. But I do know that the decisions that I make today and the way that I live today are going to have an impact. And so I'm going to do the best that I can to be iron sharpening iron for anybody, but especially for those that are counting on me. So how about you? Who is it that you are iron sharpening iron for? Who are you? Who are you iron for? Give it a thought. And if you think this conversation needs to be continued, needs to be had, share it. Share it with your men's group. Share it with your uh, your, your your Bible studies. Share it with your small group. Share it with just your friend that you have cool conversations with. Maybe it's the guy that you know you spend most time with on the golf course. I don't know. But share it. 
Press that share button. Continue the conversation. Don't let this be the dead end. Be a, be a conduit. Be a river. Let this message continue. Continue the, the conversation. And let's be iron sharpening iron for one another. Let's be iron sharpening iron so that we can have some impact. So we can have disciples making disciples who are actually doing something, who are actually facing resistance, who are actually moving forward together.